Okay. Hi, it's Susie here. I'm with Barrow in Peasock, Peru. I just did my first ayahuasca ceremony with her, which was beautiful and amazing. Uh, so I want to just shed some light on her experiences for people who are interested in healing with plant medicine um, and just ask her some questions. So um, hi, Vero. Can you tell us a bit about uh, your journey and um, tell us about yourself and how you got on this path with plant medicine? Yeah, sure. So um, I would have never chosen this path by myself because I was living a completely different life before coming to Peru the first time and I've never even heard of those medicines before coming here but uh, I was studying in Peru and I got to know my husband's best friend on the roads of Cusco and that's how I got into this place where I'm living right now and at the beginning I didn't want to take any of those medicines because it seems like or seemed to me as if it were drugs something bad and I was very scared of anything that could change my state of consciousness, so I didn't want to try anything. And it took me a long time of patience until finally getting to the point of trying it out the first time. And there was something more behind it, and that's the reason why I kept on taking more medicine. And eventually love brought me uh, on this path, because without being together with my husband, who was already a shaman at that time for a lot of years, um, I would have never come to this path ever I think mm -hmm. and the first time in the first two three years I was accompanying him in the ceremonies and I was feeling like it was his path and I was there with him supporting him until I finally realized that it was also my path um, but it just took me a while to realize that he brought me there but it, it is my path mm. yeah that's really beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing that. And how long ago was that when you first came to Cusco? I was five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. And what were you studying then? Psychology. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. It's kind of like the right direction. Right, yeah, you're on the path. Yeah. yeah, and when you were first studying psychology, you probably saw yourself healing in a completely different way than you are now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always liked um, to, like the alternative healing ways, um, but not through plants. I was thinking mm -hmm. of... Um, like a medical practitioner or like um, any kind of different ways or like more alternative ways but not with plants at all mm. yeah and you're from Germany so what made you decide Cusco to study psychology oh I think it was life because I just wanted to leave Europe I just wanted to explore a new place and I always I felt drawn to South America mm -hmm. and the program that I studied with abroad um, had two options which was Lima and Cusco Ah. And I don't want to go to Lima. Yeah, so I yeah. I'm in Cusco. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, and then for plant medicine, for people who know nothing about it, they don't know what ayahuasca is or what chuma um, or rape, can you kind of just shed some light in your description of what these medicine, different medicines are and how they work with each other, can complement each other, mm -hmm. and just how um, they can be used for healing? So generally, I think um, that, well, some people might have this feeling of there's something more in this world than just your everyday normal life. And people in all the traditions and ancient traditions have known this for much more time. And that's the reason why they use certain plants to expand their consciousness and to heal their people. Because they didn't have hospitals or things like that in the tribes here in Peru, but it did have those plants that come either from the mountains, like Huachuma, which is a cactus, or the ayahuasca brew, which is a brew of two different plants from the jungle in Peru. And those plants uh, are psychedelic, uh, they're called entheogens, and they uh, expand your consciousness, they connect yourself 
with a higher part of yourself. So they contain, for example, ayahuasca, the brew contains um, the molecule DMT, which is naturally in our bodies um, all the time, but in so small amounts that we can hardly feel it. But we have big amounts of it in our bodies when we are born and when we die. That's the reason why people tell stories of going through a tunnel and seeing their whole life in front of their eyes when they're about to pass away or have like like um, near-death experiences. And it's exactly the same thing that happens in an ayahuasca ceremony or an experience with DMT in this case. That um, just it's just life force itself expanding your consciousness and making yourself aware of your emotions, of your past, of your traumas of how you could possibly change in your everyday life to become a happier person, a more grounded person. And yeah, that's like basically the idea of taking plant medicine is to to become a better version of yourself and to become more peaceful in your everyday life and mm. in your relations, in your abundance. It's basically to fix your life, so to become a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I like too how during the ceremony it's like set your intentions and, and working through the trauma. I know the path is different for everyone. Um, and I did my first session with you and, and for me it was definitely healing generational trauma. Um, and that intention can, I guess, be different for everyone. Um, and you've probably done, I don't know how many how many ayahuascas you've done, but are they all so completely different depending on how you set your intentions and what medicines you're working with? Oh, it's completely different. So first of all, every medicine works a different part of yourself. So you can take ayahuasca a lot of times, but then you take wachuma once and it works a different part of yourself. Like mm-hmm. ayahuasca is working more the flow, uh, the feminine energy, um, letting go, surrendering, and taking yourself out of the natural flow of life. Um, while the Wachuma is more working on your body and more like putting things into practice and the relationship with other people and with your emotions and your heart. Mm. And I mean, even for myself, after having done so many ceremonies, like uh, for the past four to five years, every weekend. Wow. um, It's basically impossible before a ceremony to tell how it's going to be. It's like basically impossible. I can have some feelings and some pre-feelings, uh, but even if people ask me how it's going to be their experience, it's impossible to tell um, yeah. how it's going to be because you just it's it's just the people's lives. Um, you, it's not the plant doing something to you, but it's your reaction to the plant. Mm-hmm. And since everybody has a completely different story and a different background, and the plant always gives you exactly what you need and reflects exactly your inner world. Yeah. So it's impossible to know what's it mm-hmm. going to be like, and every time it's it's different. Because also yeah. I'm different, and I'm attracting my experiences, so that's why it changes every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I like also yeah. how you said, think of yourself as like a spectator for a movie. Like you're not in the movie, mm-hmm. um, so you're not absorbing the emotion, so you're just watching what's happening around you. So whatever comes to you, you're just um, observing and then letting go of the expectations kind of like the intention is kind of like a compass it's setting you in the direction but Mm -hmm. don't hold on to that um and and kind of don't have expectations with where it could take you yeah I love Mm -hmm. that and and that the medicine kind of gives you exactly what you need you set your intentions and, and and it leads you in the path and she gives you what you need um which is so beautiful and for people just who want to start exploring have never tried it before um can you kind of like offer some advice of like where they could start or like how to find a safe space to do it or things? 
you know? Okay, so for me, there are, first of all, like, like two reasons to choose to take plant medicine. Mm-hmm. One reason is uh, you either you have something very specific that you want to heal. For example, sickness, trauma, anger, bad relationships, uh, whatever it is um, that brings you to search for any options for help. So that's one thing. And the other reason why you could choose to take plant medicines because you feel drawn to it, which can be something that you can't really describe with the mind, but it's mm-hmm. rather like um, a feeling, like a curiosity, or something is calling you there. And mm-hmm. it's not nothing. Of both of them is is better than the other option, but those options are like this brings you closer to the medicine. Mm-hmm. So once you have the idea, okay, I want to take plant medicine. Um, and then you send this into the universe, um, well, then you, you have to do your work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you have to look for people, you have to choose where to do it, uh, who to do it with. But I think if you have a clear what you want, then the answer is going to appear eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, for me personally, it's very important to get to know, well, either you, you know somebody who's taken medicine with somebody, so you go through an, a recommendation, mm-hmm. or you get to know the people who serve the medicine personally, because eventually you take a substance that puts you into a state of complete vulnerability, and you just don't recognize yourself anymore in the state. So you need to have full trust um, on the people that will work with you. So I think it's important to really watch and observe those people because they can only give you what they have so if you see somebody who's not emotionally stable how will they share something with you or give you stability in your process so you need really need to find like a certain trust or certain connection to your guides i think that's Mm. very important just because um the space you need to feel safe to like go you need to feel safe to put yourself vulnerable, and I think that's my recommendation. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a sacred space in that uh, in that moment. So vulnerable as well. So, um, you know, the fact that you said you really have to like have you have to have trust with that person mm-hmm. too. Um, and just talking about the space that you held during the ceremony, and, and I don't have anything really a lot to compare it to, but it was so beautiful for, beautiful for me. Um, and the music that you played and sang, have you always played music or did the, the medicine kind of bring this out more in you? Like, I'd love to hear about that because the music that, I mean, the music playing and the fire and everything throughout the process was like so beautiful. Mm. So I've always been connected with music. My mother is, a, is teaching instruments. And I um, just before studying psychology, I was dedicating two years of my life to music school and studying um, singing. Mm. But I was always too afraid to sing in front of people because I was afraid of judgments. Or and then when you're scared, you can't really sing, and the voice gets blocked. Mm-hmm. And I remember only through medicine experiences, my voice opened up with the time, because I gained confidence with every experience and. Not being on stage, but being in a space where usually it's everybody's focused on themselves and, and um, it's dark and <laughs> not like the spotlight on you. It makes it so much easier to sing and to let go. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, the liberation of my voice is just such, such a big deal. It's not just the voice, it's like the way how I express myself, my confidence. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of things, the flow, listening to what I need, listening to what the space needs, being empathic with myself and with everybody else. It's like, a, mm-hmm. it's not just singing. Yeah. yeah, and knowing that your music is also there to help heal people and, and keep them safe is probably so beautiful. You're not mm-hmm. just like performing on a stage for entertainment. You're literally holding this like sacred safe space with your voice. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I just touch myself a lot when I hear from people that they heal through what I'm singing. It really is, it encourages me to to keep on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And the playlist you shared with me as well, like thinking more about the type of music we're listening to and how we're impacted by that. And all this medicine music is so healing and loving and, and beautiful. And it creates such a different mental space to be in, just a reminder to love ourselves, you know, at the core of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your music. That's been like so transformative for me. Um, and it made me reflect a lot on the music I was listening to before and how mm-hmm. that was subconsciously affecting me. And this medicine music has mm-hmm. like made a massive difference in, in, in being so sensitive to what I'm consuming. Yeah. Um, I feel like everything is vibration. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we're just so distracted in our own mind and our thoughts that we don't realize that everything that we consume, the people that we spend time with, affects us i mean mm-hmm. in, in medicine we're super sensitive and then if somebody's saying like a like screaming or like a harsh word or music that's not fitting into the space mm-hmm. then you actually realize how vibration is affecting you but in the everyday life we're just so distracted that we don't realize mm-hmm. but i think if you start to pay more attention not just in ceremony but as you mentioned in your everyday life it's like yeah. a big step it's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's been like amazing. And I've been like now so much more sensitive and aware of that. Um, I also wanted to talk about just you and Mitsu have like created such a beautiful community here at, at Mitri Hampi. And it's so loving and accepting. And it's such a sacred, beautiful place for people to heal. So I just wanted to see if you could share more uh, about your vision with Michi, with uh, Michi Hampi and how it, you know, came to life and how you guys got to where you are and, and what your vision is here. Mm-hmm. So since Mitsu has been working with Madison before I met him, it was clear that we were going to walk on this path together. Mm-hmm. And we started just living by ourselves and with some friends in the house. But there was like this idea of community always in the back. But it's not so easy to live in community just because there's a lot of topics arising all the time. Uh, but on the other hand, it's also very beautiful. And um, the way that Michi Hampi exists now is uh, something that came from uh, last March. Um, when we realized uh, that being a couple, being parents of a small child and being like holding space and at the same time cooking and cleaning and everything, it was just completely impossible to do the chest by ourselves. So mm-hmm. we learned to ask for help and we learned to offer volunteering spaces in our house, which made us constantly live with around 10 people uh, the whole time. And it just gave us so much space for new learnings, time to ourselves and to learn how to be better guides and really focus on what we want to do and not on the things that are that have to be done here in the house. So um, the idea is to create a, a space where people can live and heal together, which is beautiful because you could, I mean, it's easier probably in your life to go to like a cave and close yourself uh, in your own space and just, just be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more you share with other people, those people will reflect what you feel in their faces, uh, in their behaviors, just through relationships is the way that we can heal most. Mm-hmm. And together with the medicine, which is such a big support, it's like, if hardly seen so much transformation of myself and of other people than, than here in the space. Like people come here for volunteering to stay for a month or two, three months, mm-hmm. and they leave as completely different people. Wow. Just the combination of like a, a healthy um space of living which means healthy food um, good communication and relations between everybody and on the same time the personal healing uh, in the ceremonies 
it's it's incredible mm. and the idea is to keep on spreading the also the idea in the future i think not right now is to to start training people uh, to serve medicines it's not something we're doing at the moment we do work yeah. with people here but i think that's something that's going to come up in the future and just about like visioning much more in the future is maybe having different centers or Michi Hampi centers in different places of the world mm. that keep on training and expanding. It's so not just to keep our wisdom or whatever we do just for ourselves, but to keep on making it bigger and focusing ourselves on, on different things, keep on growing. Because I don't see myself doing exactly what I do right now the whole my whole life. Mm-hmm. But learning new things and keep on expanding and every time I realize that I get bored <laughs> or like into a routine learn mm-hmm. something new and expand more and that's that's like my vision to to make us remember that we actually all want the same within ourselves and that in the world people are not working against each other but we we're all the same and we all want the same mm-hmm. and just giving the right space and the right tools such as medicine makes us become those people and then we can spread it with the whole world yeah I love that that was so beautiful um I love the community you've created and I love that um it's very open to people healing and also that you do like have little things like breakfast lunch and dinner together and the bonfires and there's all these like other community things that everyone does together and everyone genuinely like enjoys being together at the breakfast table. When you're sitting there, you can feel it. You can feel the love. You can feel the support. You can feel the community. Um, the questions people ask, like, how are you feeling today? You know, just little <laughs> things like that that make yeah. you feel so loved and so good. It's just like this beautiful healing space and healing bubble. So um, it's really beautiful what you guys have created. And thank you for sharing thank everything. You. Thank you. Thank you, Vero. <laughs>